Have you ever wondered how me turning 50 is related to your niche and niche drama? In this episode of the Niche Podcast, we're going to talk about it and you should stay tuned. Welcome to the Niche Podcast, where we talk about everything related to your niche. It's all about your niche, your mindset, and having a business you love. I'm your host, mental health expert, Veronique Valencourt. Hello, my friends. So nice to see you here, hear you here, I guess. Have you listened to me here? I'm not quite sure which one that is, but you get the idea. Uh, It has been rainy and thundering here in Houston this afternoon. So if you hear rumbling in the background, it's not my stomach. It is lightning and thunder. And I wanted to tell you a little bit about this episode. So in this episode of the Niche Podcast, I want to talk with you guys about some reflections I have about turning 50. If you're listening to this today, It is the day before my birthday, Um, if you're listening to it right as this releases. Otherwise, it's around my birthday, and I am turning 50. And I thought that this would be a fun episode because I had a concept that I have spent some time thinking about in teaching that relates to me turning 50 or to anyone turning 50. And so I thought today it would be a good day to talk about it in the podcast. So, oh my God. How is it possible that I am 50 years old? I just still remember when my dad was turning 50 and I thought that was crazy old. And what I'm realizing now is that it's totally not old at all. Um, It's really quite young. You know, perspective is always funny when you're the one celebrating. But I love to think about what I thought being 50 would be like when I was younger and even when I turned 40 and what the reality is. So I had this idea when I was a teenager that when I turned 50, like I was going to have it all together. And at 50, my kids would be in high school. I would be married and happily living a blissful life with a career that I adored. And I would sort of just be living the what I call happily ever after. As I have gotten older and more mature and almost 50, what I am realizing is that concept of the happily ever after does not exist. But it's related to your niche because I think a lot of life coaches think that once they have a niche, then they will be able to live happily ever after and never have any more brain drama or about their business. And so the concept that I like to discuss and tell my clients about is something called the happily ever after syndrome. And I'm going to talk about it a little bit, and then you'll see even more how it applies to your niche. So we are raised in a culture and a society where we are told that, you know, you should look forward to when you go off to kindergarten, if you're a little kid. And so then you look so forward to when kindergarten is going to come. And then we're told, oh, you should look forward to when you get into first grade. And so you look forward to that. And then you get there and you're like, huh. And this trend keeps occurring. You're in fifth grade and 
or depending on where you live, or sixth grade, and people are like, oh, wait till you get to middle school. It'll be so fabulous. Then you get to middle school, and you're like, most people are like, not so great. And then you get to, you know, the end of your middle school years, and they're like, oh, you can hardly believe how great it's going to be when you get to high school. And some of this is us saying this to ourselves, and some of it is externalized, but it happens both internally and externally. It's going to be so great when I get to high school. And fast forward till you're a senior in high school. Oh, it's going to be so great when you get off to college. Uh, fast forward until you go off to college. It's going to be so great once you graduate college and you get a job. Uh, fast forward to trying to find your first job. Not always so fun for many of us. Um, and on and on and on it goes. Oh, it's going to be so great when I get the dream job or I get the promotion or I meet my life partner. Everything's going to be perfect then. Or when I have kids, then everything will be fine. And we have this sort of like moving target of things will be great when XYZ occurs. And I think part of that actually has to do with how our brain is wired because if we didn't have that tendency to sort of expect that once we got to a certain place in life, that everything would be happily ever after, then we'd probably just sit around and watch Netflix and eat Cheetos all day. But that trend happens if you're not careful throughout your entire life. You go, ah, I can hardly wait to be, you know, 30 and really get my career dialed. And then I can hardly wait till my kids are a little bit older and I'm not having to like cart them around everywhere. And then suddenly they're in middle school and you're like, oh, well, now I miss when they were little. Or you go, oh, can hardly wait till they go off to college. And it's this deferred happiness that we put forward as I'm anticipating that this is going to occur, that we will be happily ever after at some point in the, in the near future once we accomplish whatever the item is. Now, here's the problem with that. If you play that scenario out the entire way to the very end and you are lucky enough to live a very, very full life, you'll get to the end of your career or your job or, you know, when it's time to retire and you'll be like, oh, it's going to be so great when I retire. And then you'll retire and you'll be like, wait, this isn't that great. And then like what's left, like getting older and and I suspect a lot of people at the end of their lives go, oh, I should have sort of appreciated things when they were going on instead of forecasting and putting out there, it'll be so great when. Because that when, that happily ever after, never really occurs. I've been a, a psychotherapist now for 25 years, and I have watched this trend, been a life coach for 11 years. And the trend that I have seen is that people keep thinking that that happiness and that everything happily ever after is going to be somewhere out there for them in the future. And it's a brain trick to get us to keep doing and striving for things, but we never escape the, what I would call the 50-50. And the 50-50 is 50% of the time things are good and 50% of the time things are not good. The irony, right? Like I'm turning 50 and I'm talking to you about the 50-50. So all this to say the 50-50 is all about when you acknowledge and start to recognize that there is never going to be a happily ever after 
and we all ride into the sunset and everything is perfect and the credits roll and da-da, that's the end. That never happens. The 50-50 is about 50% of the time we're going to have positive emotions and 50% of the time we're going to have negative emotions. And that is the cycle of life. And that is what occurs over and over and over again. And sometimes that 50-50, it doesn't quite cluster that way. Sometimes it's like a 70-30 for a while, or then sometimes it's a 60-40 for a while, or sometimes like it shifts. Sometimes there's more happiness and joy. Sometimes there's less. But the, the constant is not the idea that there's a happily ever after where things just are perfect and we no longer have problems. Rather, the reality is that our lives are forever, even at age 50, going to have really wonderful parts and really messy parts. And there's going to be lovely things that occur, and there's going to be really messy, sad, heartbreaking things that occur. And that never stops. So, Part of my reflections on turning 50 is that I'm realizing it's a daily practice, I'll be really honest, that those things that I am striving for in the future are likely not going to make me happy 100% of the time. And being 50, I, in my mind, had this idea that, wow, when I turn 50, everything is going to be perfect, but that that's my brain defaulting because that's what our brains do to thinking that there's an end to the game of having to live in a world where there are really good things that happen and then there are really bad things that happen. I mean, I have a wonderful life. I am not complaining. I have to say I've been spending the last year talking about turning 50, so it's a little funny. I've been telling people I'm almost 50. So I think actually now that I am on the eve of turning 50, I almost feel like I should be saying hey, I'm actually 51. I had to stop and think about that a little bit. I was like, am I 50 or am I 51? But I really want you to be realizing that there's never a time where things are going to be 100% perfect and happily ever after. Now, how does this apply to your niche? You have been very patient and listening to me ramble on and on about these things. How it relates to your niche is the following. If you are in niche drama, which many coaches are, finding your niche and feeling confident about it will not be a fixed state. And even if you commit to a niche that you feel really positive about, you are not going to hit a place of happily ever after with your business or your niche. Why? Because we live in a 50-50. And this is a misconception that I think a lot of coaches have when they are struggling in niche drama. They think that once I pick the niche and I really feel it and I feel, you know, good about it, which usually lasts about 10 minutes until you realize, oh, now I have to go out and pitch myself as a life coach, that they're going to feel great hunky-dory and they are going to ride off into the sunset and there will no longer be any problems. And what I want to tell you is what ends up really happening is you choose your niche, you feel good for a little bit. And then your brain freaks out. And that is normal. And your brain may freak out on if it's the right niche, or it'll freak out on the next step you need to take. So for example, finding your niche is like a hurdle and 
you get yourself freaked out and then you get over that hurdle and you think, we think, as humans, our brain thinks, that then like there's no more hurdles. No. Then you have the next hurdle, the next set of brain drama that's going to show up. And it could be not being able to get clients. It could be not knowing how to market. It could be the colors of your website and like the pictures that were taken for your website, or it can be so many different things. And the constant there is that your brain is going to default to drama about your business. I was listening to a podcast the other day with Stacey Bayman, and she was interviewing Simone Sewell, Samantha Siffering, and one other person who is escaping me right now. And they were all talking about how their brains freak out just as much now as when they were first starting out. And that's what I want to really convey to you guys. Do you need a niche? Yes. If you're stuck in niche drama, let me help you. I'm really, really good at this. Like, this is my superpower. I really love helping people find their niche. But do know that once you find your niche, your brain is not going to flatline to happily ever after anymore. It's actually going to be continuing to freak out. Why? Because when you do new things, your brain freaks out and you get anxious. And why does your brain freak out? Because it thinks that doing something new that is outside of your comfort zone is something that you might just die from doing. That if you fail or if you have to stretch and put yourself out there or if you're rejected or if things don't go the way you planned, that there is something really horribly wrong going on. And that is your brain has an outdated operating system that tends to tell you that if you fail, you're going to die and be left behind by the tribe. And that's not the case. And that's where it's really interesting to watch your brain when it does freak out like that, because if you really are in a space of being the watcher of your brain, you will notice that your brain's freaking out like, oh my God, if I don't pick a niche, then I won't have a business. And if I don't have a business, then I won't be able to pay the bills. And then everyone will hate me and blah, 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 Let's slow down. Let's try that again. If you don't pick a niche, it's true. You won't be able to move forward in your business. So my job, what I do for coaches is I help them get really clear on their niche and help them end niche drama. Now that doesn't mean that your brain will not continue to have brain drama about all the other things, the next hurdles, as I talked about before. First hurdle to get over, selecting a niche. I'm here to help you with that if you want help. Second hurdle, setting up your systems. Third hurdle, going out there and getting clients, marketing yourself, pitching yourself, and on and on and on it goes in the business world if you're an entrepreneur. And your brain will continue to produce drama about all the things in your business, not just your niche. Now, so let's tie this back up into a somewhat pretty bow and bring it back to me turning 50. I have to say that when it came to the concept of the happily ever after syndrome, I had totally bought into it. And I don't know that I had really fully grasped it until a few years ago. And it's definitely a work in progress, catching my brain when it goes, oh, 
You will be so happy when XYZ happens. And then everything is going to be fabulous and everything is going to be great. I have to still remind myself, but at least now I know that I'm doing it, that there is no escaping the 50-50 of all the emotions and that there isn't a happily ever after where everything will be perfect, that part of life is embracing when things are absolutely fabulous and exciting and lovely and enjoying the present moment and then recognizing that there's going to also be really tragic and sad moments. And when I look over my last 50 years, that's definitely been the case. Really good stuff has happened. Really horrible stuff has happened. Really good stuff has happened. Really horrible stuff has happened. And our job is to celebrate the absolutely fabulous times when they are good and to accept and be okay with when things are horrible. And they will be. So let's tie this back again. I think I may be repeating myself a little bit. And if I am, I apologize. Let's tie this back to your niche. I want you to know that if you are interested in working with me on getting your niche dialed, I am really honored and would love to work with you. I have been doing it for a long time. But do know we will get your niche drama dialed and situated and train you to understand that brain drama comes up even once you are solidly locked into a niche. And I can offer you the tools of how to do that, especially now that I am 50. Have a great day. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode of The Niche Podcast, come check out my new course, Dial Your Niche in Five Hours. It will help you get your niche dialed so you can get going, make money, get more clients, and get your business off the ground. Music